Please call this number now. There's literally no other chance for you if you do not call this number now. You know, I was surprised that there weren't that many health commercials at last night's Super Bowl. I mean, besides the Dwayne The Rock T. Johnson's Got Milk commercial. Also the Scientology commercial. This is Game of Owns. We do not support either of those things. Yes, we hate on milk. Well, I kind of hate on milk a little bit. Only goat (laughs) milk. Dude, goat's milk makes the best cheese. That's all I have to say about anything. And there was a great goat commercial during the Super Bowl as well, which, Eric, I think you misspoke earlier. It was actually a few nights ago, not last night. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yes, there's some kind of yeah. time lapse. I feel like I've I've walked into Wednesday evening right now. I thought you were going to say Wednesday Adams. Like, she's going to kill you with the <laughs> I've knife. walked into Wednesday Adams. <laughs> she's like, what were you doing? I'm Christina Ricci. Yeah. <laughs> Depending on which version of it you that you watch. Guys, it's hump day. What does that mean for us? Camels. Uh, Camels. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, I was hoping someone would say that. <laughs> uh, if you look toward the show notes right now, you'll see just how Michael Tannenbaum is in my phone. Um, it was an inspired decision uh, decided by me, inspired by Micah, and his use of emojis. You, you're really getting gratuitous with those lately. I, I was just shocked I found a camel. How did you find that? Like, Where does one look for emojis? I think you have to turn on the international emoticons and then... Because of their ties to the Egyptian world, you receive oh, camels. Because they use it in like Saudi Arabia and shit. It's yeah. currency. It's our. It's their. They're dollar not sign. currency. They're means of transportation, which replaces fossil fuel. <laughs> Is putting a camel in a conversation in Egypt or where have you, Northern Africa, Northeastern Africa to be specific? Is that like putting a smiley face in? No, I'm pretty sure it's like putting a dollar sign. Oh, that's why they have it on the international. I used to have an app for it, actually, to enable the international thing for me because I'm not good in the settings of the iPhone. Also, you once bought a DVD player to play international DVD. Is that right? <laughs> yes, I did. That's good. Uh, well, no, I, I would say one international DVD in particular I needed to play. Which was what? Yeah, what was it? Uh, Harry Potter, the Philosopher's Stone. Which, by the way, yeah. <laughs> by the way, okay. Stars, yeah. David Bradley, yes. Who plays Argus Filch? Yes. Who plays Walder Frey? Who which plays is Walder Frey? It is this chapter. God damn it! It's good to have the book back. <laughs> See, I was I was trying to bring it around because I felt like we were going a little bit too deep into the camels. Right. Well, I was just going to talk about how dedicated Eric is to stuff. You know, oh, he man. is dedicated. He is dedicated. I appreciate it. Well, I was the one who drew the drew the short straw and had to clean up that um, unsi- ungodly mess from that listener on our Facebook wall. I don't know if any of you guys listening actually heard it because uh, we were talking over each other. Uh, but when I was going through that, the cuts, I definitely heard Micah say something about Selena being too busy because she was having to lick the piss off the wall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did say that. I, I'm just glad that she did not hear that. Yeah, no, that she the show kept moving. She would have laughed hysterically is the thing, though. I don't know. I just don't know where it came from. Micah, sometimes I really wonder about you. He has a dark, dark mind. Anyway, well, it's not like the three of us were going to lick it up. That's true. That's true. <laughs> we're, we're far too busy hurting our camels, otherwise known as depositing money in our bank accounts. It's uh, it's Wednesday, and we, uh, we're we short one member today. Selena's not here. She's in Sweden. There's nothing she's really in hiding. to say. Yeah, she's, she's in, in hiding. hiding. She, she caused the power outage at the uh, Super Bowl on Sunday. Yeah, she snowed in. <laughs> in, in. In Sweden, as it were. So how about David Bradley and all of those 
goings on that happened behind the twins. I, I just think <laughs> it doesn't it say something to you if you if you live in a place and like the front gates or the two castles are called the twins. It just sounds like totally bitching. I thought you were about to say it sounds like a porn or something. I call these the twins. <laughs> Try to get past this. But yeah, there's twins, there's uh uh sons, daughters, twins, bastards and grand bastards who are all in this keep. Which it's, it's astonishing to think that Walder Frey has any men and or women that aren't related to him. Um, but that apparently is, is what, what goes on here, where the Freys are. Uh, what's the name of the keep or the town? Micah? The Twins. <laughs> <laughs> the, the whole place is called The Twins. Yeah. That's that's it. What I'm trying to get at, though, Eric, is you, are you looking for a city name? Is that what yeah? It I'm is? looking for a city. I'm looking for a city name. He's he's referred to as Lord of the Crossing. So literally, he just has a pretty fancy bridge that took three generations to build. Yes, and as Zach alluded to earlier, it's it's really just the twins. You you know, it's it's blocking this. He he's the key to the to the uh, to the east, I guess, right? So uh, I I really think that George R R Martin is to the point that was brought up before trying to be somewhat pornographic in his description of castles and other areas <laughs> of geographic importance in the series. Remember the Mother of Mountains? Yes. Now it's now it's the Twins um with its many portcullises. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, the, honestly, though, the descriptions, I mean, I know Selena's not here to talk about the imagery, but, and I hate to go on about because it's not really impressive for an author to describe because that's what authors do. That's part of writing. Hmm. But the, it, it seemed like a really, really cool place. And I was kind of imagining George sitting at his desk if, if that's what he does when he writes. Um, and thinking, what does this look like? And just painting the picture in front of him. This is one of the cooler places that we've seen, and it was the first time I'd ever read it, you know? Let's just face it. Like, castles on their own are not that pornographic. Like, we need George R.R. R. Martin. We need Uncle Ray to be like, we're calling these the twins. You know what, what I'm saying? They're pornographic to me. That's that's my, that's my shit. What, castles? Hell yeah. Now they're drafty as fuck. They're not... <laughs> They're not a pleasurable thing to be. There's no central heating. There's no central air. Let's just talk about the the importance of this chapter, not only you know to the characters, but to the to the series as a whole. Because the decisions that get made here have such a large impact on what plays out, uh, you know, in the next couple of chapters, and then also in the next couple of books. Because I find it's, that hard to believe, Micah. I'll, it's I'll true. Let you, I'll let you continue, but I find it very hard to believe. No, well, it's true. You have Lord Frey, who clearly has gone mad without the company of Mrs. Norris. Mm. And Filch is pissed. Yeah. It, he, he's, he's twisted, too. Uh, and th- this, is, this is a crossroads. I mean, we always talk about, and Selena always brings up that inn. You know, the inn that Tywin Lannister was, was at, the same inn that Tyrion Lannister got captured in. Well, that's the crossroads. This is a crossing. Yeah, but it's, it's also a crossroads because... Right here and now, it's up to Rob and it's up to Catelyn to convince Lord Frey to let them pass. Because if they don't, they have to go back and face Tywin Lannister. The, Lord mm-hmm. Frey allowing them to pass is the only thing that is going to allow Rob to carry out his plan to capture Jamie Lannister 
And there's a heavy, heavy price that he's expected to pay for allowing Lord Frey to, you know, open his doors and, and let his men through. And we don't know the price yet. I don't want to be accused of not thinking tactically. I realize how super important it is to have the only bridge that crosses this river. And more to the point, the fact that it is so well defended and that Rob and his men get there and they're like, well, shit, we can't siege this. You know, like very clearly, we we just can't take this. We have to either negotiate or move on, turn around, that sort of thing. I thought it was awesome. But – Walder Frey, you know, at the end of it, he's, I guess he's a lord, but he's a lord of these two towers, you know, rightfully so, they're called the twins, but it's a crossing, you know, and, and really nothing more. Like, he's just this, this little guy who, frankly, is afraid of everybody else, or he'd, he'd have fought with, you know, Catelyn's father, um, because he's one of his bannermen. He's the bannerman who didn't show up, you know, he's just hidden behind his own little, little territory. I really don't see him playing I guess that big of a, 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 a role in future events, as you say, Micah, you know, the, the decisions here, you said they were going to be so important later on, but really like, even if you piss him off, what's he going to do? Like he's he, like, what is he possibly going to do? He's kind of a weak bannerman. And despite his shocking amount of offspring, I really don't see that he has all that much power. It's less about the decisions that they make with Frey being on their side, that's going to directly help them. It's more about a few chapters back when Rob and the boys were planning on what they were going to do with their armies. Rob knows that they have to do certain things in order to defeat the Lannisters in certain ways. And so in order to do so, they need to not sit back. They need to push their troops forward strategically and, and catch them essentially off guard and catch them essentially spread out. Because right now, Jamie has his own army and Tywin has his own army and they're doing mm -hmm. separate things. So in the beginning of this chapter, Rob is talking to Catelyn. She rides up to him and it's from her perspective that we see this. This is her point of view. But honestly, it's a lot like we're seeing Rob's point of view. And I didn't really get it at first while reading it, but it's later uncovered that they're sitting there with 20,000 troops. And they're trying mm -hmm. to figure out how do we move our troops in order to go fight these dudes. And they're thinking, well, we can cross the water. But in order to do that, we're going to have to t chop down a million trees and build boats to carry our steel across. <laughs> because they're, all their weapons are, and armor are going to get rusted up. Yeah. So, so really, this is the only logical way that they can actually push their army forward. Because, I mean, at the end of this chapter, they eventually do get the crossing permission. And mm -hmm. even then, it took hours for their people to cross this bridge that fits two wagons across. I mean, it's a mm -hmm. giant stone bridge. And even then it took hours and hours for them to actually be able to make this crossing. So strategically what this entire decision-making process that we're about to talk about allowed is for Rob to actually have any kind of advantage over the Lannisters in the future of the book, which changes the tide, like capturing Jamie, shit like that. Like this is the place, this is the time that allowed Rob to actually become victorious that we later see in season two. It is a crucial point because of what comes out of it and what Catalan is able to negotiate on behalf of Rob and Walter Frey. So now we learn that Arya has been promised to one of his sons or grandsons, who the hell knows at this point. Right. Uh, and yeah, exactly. And, uh, that Rob has been given to 
whatever woman he would like to choose of Walter Flay. Flay. He's, he's Bob related Bobby to Flay's daughter. Flay. Yeah. <laughs> so, she's a mean male. She's a great chef. Exactly. Um, and, and why this is so crucial, though, is is we, we saw in season two that Rob has this thing for this nurse that <laughs> came out of nowhere, and all of a sudden he gets married to her. Mm-hmm. And that's hello nurse. Sorry, I had to. I had to. I had to. Roger Rabbit. Uh, Animaniacs. Animaniacs. Oh, there you go. Same thing. Um, yeah. yeah, same thing. Uh, but no, I mean, this is this is such a crucial point in this in this book. And then what happens later on? You know, he's betrayed Walder Frey, and you may think that Walder Frey is some you know, cracked out goon who likes to screw his daughters and make more, uh, you know, up in no, his that's little... Craster. Walder kind of gets that way, too. Or yeah. at least it's alluded to. Him and Craster are from the same, uh, cut from the same cloth, it seems like. Uh, but it, it, it's important to know that every decision that somebody makes in the series, however small, has serious ramifications. And, you know, Walder Frey was willing enough to open up those portcullises and let Rob's men go through and, you know, later on in the series, Rob decides that he's not going to honor his promise to Walter Frey and that could cause some problems. I'm going to take your word for it. Clearly, I'm going to take your word for it. <laughs> it's actually kind of interesting how this all plays out. What what happens is they when they rode up to the castle, they then decided to not try to siege it. And Catelyn was like, listen, there are ways that you can make decisions and there are ways that you can win alliances. You can do it by force or you can do it by speaking. And then there was this really great sort of almost prophetic dramatic line that said something about the bodies of fallen men who didn't know how to make these decisions correctly, littered right. the entire seven kingdoms. And she so, was talking about bending the knee, bending the knee and learning like bravery is one thing, but to know when to relent. Right. Yeah. And it wasn't even necessarily relenting. So when they rode up, mm-hmm. they put out a small little bridge and a handful of, of Walder's sons crossed and his sons are in their sixties, except, I mean, <laughs> that's, that, that's, that's pretty crazy right there to think about. Cause he's in his nineties. They're pretty old. So mm-hmm. they roll up and they're asking for Rob, the leader, and they're kind of laughing at Rob, but he looks pretty cool. He's got his wolf riding beside him. And I think that's pretty badass. Like imagine riding up in your armor and you've got this big ass dire wolf riding at your side. That That's pretty sweet. Yeah. So they they make a decision to send Catelyn instead. They leave one of Walder's kids, and he's like, I'm going to stay here. It's like when you try to prepay at a gas pump. I always try to do that. And I'm like, hey, listen, <laughs> I don't want to just prepay you because I want to fill up. And they're like, well, just give me cash now. And I'm like, well, what if it's 65 and I'm just giving you 60? And they're like, that is strange. And I'm like, listen, I'm going to leave this human here in my place. And I promise that I won't, I won't <laughs> trade this human for $60. <laughs> so it's essentially, it's essentially the same thing. Uh, so you she, traffic your passengers yes, for, for gas. Absolutely. Because I mean, it's like, I, it's like if I just wanted to pay cash rather than with a debit card, it's the same exact situation here. Yeah. So yeah. You know, I'm with you. She rolls up and we get to see the entire scene that we saw inside of the, the television show. And it's pretty much the same thing. He's sitting there. Argus Filch was pissed off. There's no cat to be found. Instead, there's a 16 year old girl. That's his new wife. I think it's his eighth wife. And he's just as poisonous in the book as he was in the show, except we didn't get the great line about belly squirts. It was something about, I seated your mother when she was only milking goats. 
So it was a little bit more, and this in this case, it was a little bit more PG versus the show, which is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was good that they had that in because we're still talking about that line. So obviously they did something right. Right. So Catelyn plays to her womanly wiles and was like, hey, uh, can I talk with him alone? And he says something like, he said, you heard the woman, leave her alone. Uh, she might even be questioning my fidelity here in this moment. So we'll see what <laughs> happens. <laughs> so yeah. uh, it's just a whole collection of long texts and basically they're just bartering. The whole idea of this whole conversation is that Walder knows that he has a crucial strategic position that he could play mm-hmm. and he knows that he can sort of get what he wants. And it is almost, I mean, it's more than just the crossing. He does give his troops as well. And he says to Cat, he's like, the reason we didn't ride with your father is because we were still gathering our troops. So you can't really put that against us. And I don't know that I believe that. Well, he had another guy, um, his other son. I get confused by all their names. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he said, listen, I swear on my life, that was the truth. We were just gathering our troops slowly. But at this point, Kat was pissed off because her brother has been captured. Like they, she learns at the beginning that, uh, she learns at the beginning of this chapter that her brother was captured. They did mm-hmm. fall when they tried to fight the, Lan- the Lannisters. And that's what was discussed a few chapters ago. So at this point, she really can't argue whatsoever. And so she rides out to Rob afterward. We don't actually get to see it from her perspective. That's such crap. Like, this is one of those chapters, if I can just interject, this is one of those chapters that I thought would have made a better Rob chapter. Um, but why? You know, because he's not the one going in speaking with Walter Frey. Well, yeah, if she's not the one. No, she is. But then when it finally gets down to the barter, we don't get to see it, and it's like cut. And I'm like, why would you even do that? If it's not supposed to be a Catelyn chapter, why would you cut any of that? That's because George writes a lot like he's a TV writer. He writes a lot like a TV writer. He leaves it to be seen like outside of the screen, just like they did mm-hmm. on the show. Like literally they adapted it from the book to the screen really easily. This first book, like I'm reading it and I'm thinking, I completely see how they saw this because each chapter is a, is a scene and each scene really builds up to an, an entire season. So just like in the show, Catelyn rides out and then gives the exposition to Rob about all the deals that she made. And that's mm-hmm. actually plays better than you know, it's like playing a video game and you saw what happened, but you have to kind of read through the text when your characters are telling another guy what happened. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're like, this is a little repetitive. So the mechanic that he used in this bit of storytelling was it was a sentence and it was like, and the rest was just bartering. And then like the next paragraph is her telling Rob and she's like, blah, 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 blah. Arya's not going to like that. Yeah, she probably won't. Blah, 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 blah. We'll deal with it later. Also, you have to marry one of his kids. But you get your pick. I thought that was very generous. Yeah, it's, it could be worse. <laughs> could be. But I think what's so interesting about this is that Catelyn uses the excuse that Rob could be in danger by going in and negotiating with Walter Frey. But I think it's because Catelyn knows she's the only one who can negotiate. She's the only one who's been seasoned in this type of situation. And maybe she's never, ever even experienced it before in her life. You know, I I don't know. But just the idea of Rob having to go in on his own, this young kid, a teenager, and have to negotiate with somebody as senior, senior, (laughs) aged. I was going to say seasoned, but that wasn't that the word you used for Cat, Catelyn? So. <laughs> yeah. As, as Walder Frey, it's just – it wouldn't have worked and mm-hmm. Rob would not have achieved the ends that he was looking for. And so that's why I think the chapter is from Catelyn's perspective because she is the one who goes in there and sits down and talks with him and, and comes up with some sort of resolution. And 
now we have Rob in a position to continue with his plan and hopefully not have to worry about Tywin coming up from behind. Yeah, we don't want that happening. (laughs) Yeah, Catelyn was – there's a a very interesting quote that could be taken out of this chapter about that, like Tywin being assaulted or assaulting Tywin. Forget it. Um, But as you were saying, Catelyn has a a lot of, you know, remarks that are very stately – for Walter, you know, he's talking about his new wife who is all of the age of 16 and how her honey is only his. And he's like, you know, maybe she'll give me uh, a, a kid and I'll maybe I'll make him the heir. Because this whole conversation, too, he's like insulting his bastards and his children right in front of her. And she's like being very uh, not apologetic, uh, complimentary, like, I'm sure she will give you many kids. You know, this, that, the other thing. Yeah, she's ultimately, placating him. Yeah, ultimately, Ooh, he likes her. Mm. Ultimately, he likes her, and that's why they get, she's able to get this done. Is she? She has the just the right amount of sway, which is like a combination of being who she is. You know, the daughter of this guy who Walder Frey's abandonment of. Um, so, I, you know, it it is very unique. But what does it say about him, though? What does it say about him as a character? Forget about all the things that he's doing with these young women. Mm-hmm. Think about. The fact that he's a sworn bannerman to House Tully, and yet he doesn't so much as think for a moment of opening up his gates and allowing them through without having to barter or do any sort of deal. This should be something that he should feel obligated to do as as a sworn bannerman. That's why – I don't think it holds any weight, the agreement that they make for Rob to marry and Arya to marry and all that stuff. Because as a sworn bannerman, you should be a little bit more giving and generous. Well, he's an opportunist. Although, although I, I will say that this exact um, argument is addressed in the chapter when she talks about oaths. And Walter Frey says, I also gave my oaths to the kingdom – which is now run by the Lannisters. Yeah, and I should listen to the king because in my mind, you you guys are rebels too. Yeah, which yeah. He basically calls sense. them all a bunch of rebels. Yeah, which is really interesting. I thought it was like the closest thing he had to a to a pretty good point. Well, perhaps you'll receive some resolution to all of this beginning March thirty first. You may see <laughs> resolution, or you may see conflict. Chances are, or, you'll see a story. You, you really have the third red. book for me. We're going to learn more about Varys. <laughs> We're going to learn more about Walder Frey. I'm I'm in. Well, it depends how they cut it. Spanish bullfighters are going to love this next season. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, now that we have uh, spent plenty of time talking about good old Walder, <laughs> his twins, his daughters, granddaughters, sons, grandsons, bastards, grandbastards, let's talk about Simone's. Owns, you say. With all that went on in this chapter, there have to be some quality owns. Just some mm-hmm. just some earth shattering, ground ground moving, tectonic plate shifting owns. This is true. I think it's a pretty obvious own, but Kat wins own of the show because she was like, Hey, we need to get past this castle and then she got them past the castle. All work here's done. Sorry, Mario, but your princess is in another castle. Oh yeah. wait. Sorry, Rob Stark. Your princess is in this castle. Yes, she is. Just just pick one of them. Well, my own definitely goes to Walder Frey in general. Um, and he has so many snarky comments and remarks here. Um, my own for this week will be him. And when he's weighing 
um, allying his men with the Lannisters versus allying his men with Catelyn, he says to her, your husband's in some traitor cell under the Red Keep. Your father's sick, might be dying, and Jamie Lannister's got your brother in chains. What do you have that I should fear? That son of yours? I'll match you son for son, and I'll still have 18 when yours are all dead. <laughs> Ouch. And actually, furthermore, he goes on and on and on about Tywin. And then he says, only two sons, and one of them's a twisted little monster. I'll match him son for son, and I'll still have 19 and a half left when all of his are dead. So he's crazy, and he's proud of his children. Like a proud weird sort of be. way. <laughs> My own also goes to Walter Frey, and it's when they're talking about who is supposed to be fostering good, young, nipple-sucking Robert Aaron, and him and Catelyn are going back and forth saying, oh, I thought it was Stannis Baratheon. No, I thought it was Lord Tywin. And Walter Frey says, do you think I can't tell Lord Stannis from Lord Tywin? They're both <laughs> bungholes who think they're too noble to shit. But never mind about that. I know the difference. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to retract my own and give it to the, the line about Walter saying, listen, if he eats beans, he'll break one just like I will. <laughs> good shit, good shit. Ah, uh, the power of beans. The power of complex proteins instead of a legume-like shell. And if you would like to send us your owns, you can do so either by email, by sending us one of those electronic papers, not often carried by ravens. Yeah, to, stop sending us faxes, too. Come on. Yeah, that's that's so, what, 1999? Dude, my <laughs> phone even... bill. It's a long distance. It's driving up my phone bill, guys. Come on. <laughs> it's also tying up the modem. Line. How are you supposed to make phone calls if you're receiving a fax? No one that's calls true. me, Eric. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> There's an email address. I think that Eric remembers what it is. Eric, you want to give it a go? Yeah, I'm going to check with you in case it hasn't changed. <laughs> sure, go ahead. Let me know. I'll, I'll be here. I'll be here. I believe it's con Contact at GameOfOwns.com. You got it. You know, we never did... What was the one I initially proposed that wasn't Contact at Game of Owns? I forget, but it was proposed three weeks after we had the other email already going. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so now we just get this boring contact at GameOfOwns.com. But you know what? We do receive emails at that address. I read them, even though I don't like that URL. Yes. I thought um, Jody Foster does the, the responses for us. Leave Jody out of this, Micah. <laughs> <laughs> you can also tweet our your owns at us at, at Game of Owns on Twitter or post on our Facebook wall that has since Monday been cleaned. Post, not post. piss. Post. I post. said as of Monday, it, there is no more uh, urine located on our wall. It has been scrubbed clean uh, by a certain host who is not here with us today. You can uh, leave us a nice little message on Facebook. And now it's time for Eric Skulls. Read the tweets in 87 seconds or less. All right. Ashley Worf says, I'm a little behind on episodes, sorry, but I just had to belatedly say that Micah's Sam voice brings me joy. So funny. Mm. In response to our recent Twitter posting uh, asking cake or death or episode, some people did not choose episode. Daenerys Stormborn said, maybe you meant cake of death? Maybe. Question mark. Maybe we mm. did. Maybe Perhaps. We didn't. Angie says, we're out of cake. How does she know that we're out of cake? That there's, was a trick question. There's cake in my freezer, Angie. It's cake in your freezer? There mm. is. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Maybe you should invite us over for it's some cake in your cake freezer. It's from Django. Adam Bromberg says cake, please. Okay. At least he said please. Maybe he'll get some since he's very close in proximity to your freezer. And he'll put a nose smiley in every tweet, so that's good. Miss Lane says, if I were a betting woman, I'm betting on a Game of Thrones trailer during the Super Bowl. What say you, Game of Owns? Nope. Question mark, question mark. Nope, nope, nope. Nope. Didn't nope. happen. Nice try, though. Jules. 
KJ says the Potter references are nice. It's the Justin Bieber reference from last Friday that could do with not being mentioned. Well, Aww. Gordon, Gordy Walls, our best friend, says, He's am I the only one who feels like Taylor Swift's I Knew You Were Trouble should be sound says ode to Joffrey? Oh, music video edit, maybe someone? Hmm. We'll ask Christina Zelenek says, yeah, right. Bromberg will do it for us. Christina Zelenek says, oh, speaking of Justin Bieber, just for you, Eric, Justin Bieber as Joffrey sitting on the throne. We'll place that in the show notes. It's a recent Tumblr sensation. So nice work on that one. Oh, yeah. Great work for everybody. And finally, Megan Quagmire's Nest says, my new comeback is just going to be, I'm Eric's favorite. So your argument is invalid. Oh, strong. You know, Megan, actually, that's been my argument comeback for the past six months. So beat you to the punch on that one. Oh, yes. There can only be one, of course. There can only Eric's be one. Favorite. Okay. And finally, we have a question from Matthew Potter, a.k.a. Toko Masho. Mm-hmm. Game of Owns, have you guys decided on the Season 3 schedule yet? Back to weekly episodes or stay the same with the Monday episode discussing the show? Question mark. Hmm. Guys, let's save me to this. Uh, do you want to announce it so soon? It's kind of exciting. I think we should really taper it over the next course of the next two months. You know, Toko, I love you, man. But that's for us to know and for you to know later. Yeah. It's nothing to lose your head over. It's nothing to lose your head over. Ayo. And that was Eric Skulls. Read the tweets in 87 seconds or more. And, of course, you can rate and review us on iTunes. Uh, it's the platform you most likely utilize to download our show each and every week, thrice times. But uh, we always appreciate your uh, five-star rate and reviews. Nothing less than five stars is acceptable. Um because uh, we've actually disabled the ability for you to click uh, four or three yeah. or two or one. And six is impossible, so therefore you have to give us five. If you don't, what happens is you get one of those scary moments where the, the screen shifts over to uh, a scary-looking person, and it's Varys, and he blows powder in your face. <laughs> you know, I, I heard a rumor that if you don't heed to Micah's wishes, that your Facebook account could become hacked and a Farmville game will just perpetually be playing and you'll send all your friends invites and you'll lose all of those friends. <laughs> That's what I heard. That, so it's an allegory for life. Yeah. So just be smart. Uh, like we said in previous episodes, just find a common middle ground. Hang in there and keep listening to Game of Owns because we're your one-stop shop for everything that's gooey, not to be confused with a chocolate chip cake. Mm. You know what, though? Chocolate chip cake is very gooey. It, it is. is. You know, I just thought of something, Zach. You said we were the one-stop shop, but for a one-stop shop, we don't particularly sell anything yet. Could there be gooey merch? It could be. We're going to sell lots of Eric's hair, ladies and gentlemen, on GameofOwns.com slash Eric's hair. Thank you for listening. I'm Zach Louie. I'm Eric. I'm Mike Tenno. Please don't show this episode to anyone. <laughs> <laughs> what?